work. <laughs> it's the show that's wearing sneakers today. It's oh. Sneaker Friday. For you. Well, For I'm just you. saying, it's Sneaker Friday. You're allowed to do it. On today's show. Ew. Must we? Must Brew, we? this was a rough one. Not it great. It's the Broncos season doomed. Meanwhile, the aftermath of Draymond's punch. Oh. What should the Warriors do now that the video is public? And finally, should the Rams be on upset alert against undefeated Cooper Rush and the Cowboys? Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, you, you, you soft launched your upset alert. Are you sticking with the Cowboys and all Absolutely. Hey, I supposed, feel good about this. I know, but you were supposed to stick with supposed to be a tight oh, Stop I, going with what you asked me. In this spot here. He I'm a straightforward guy. Bro. Black and white. Tune in in an hour. Stay no tuned. <laughs> we start with Mr. Unlimited. Rough go. Oh, boy. Are we still calling him that? No, no we're no. not. Two brutal interceptions and an end-of-the-game head scratcher. Bronco fans were booing. Local media was apologizing. Here's Russ post-game. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, throwing two interceptions can't happen. Can't happen. Um, you know, I let the team down tonight. And uh, but the good thing is, one thing I know about myself is I'm going to respond. I don't know any other way. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I always believe in myself, always believe in this team, uh, believe in what we can do, um, believe what I can do. Um, you know, and uh, when, you play the, when you play this game, um, the one thing that you're going to know is you're going to go through adversity. And adversity is uh, of a choice, you know. Uh, and I'm always going to I'm always going to choose. I understand that adversity is just temporary. You're, you're going to overcome obstacles and battles. Uh, we're all working together. We're all we're all st you know still together, focused on on trying to do whatever it takes. And uh, it starts with me. I'll make sure that I do that. Wow! Hit the over on the six and a half cliches in a one minute press little press conference. That's unbelievable. Go ahead, Wilds. What's the question? question? Take it. Just, oh, I should go. Oh, okay. Then you don't right, need listen, a question. We, yeah, we know where no. you want to go. All right, listen, I am, what am I not prone to, Wilds? Hyperbole. I am not prone to hyperbole. Really? So I do not say this lightly. The Broncos trade for Russell Wilson will go down in NFL history as one of the worst oh. trades ever. This is a franchise crippling disaster. The three players, the two firsts, the two seconds, a mid-round pick, and the quarter of a billion dollars puts them in a position where right now the Denver Broncos have the worst quarterback situation in the entire NFL. Woo. It's not the worst. He's not the worst quarterback in the right. NFL, mm -hmm. but there is not a single team in the league that would trade their quarterback and the contract that goes along with that quarterback for what the Broncos now have. They are tied to this man through 2027 at the earliest. And what we saw yesterday was a guy who, on the show yesterday, I kind of hedged a bit because... I remember, did you say you expected a I didn't, breakout? You said you expected a yeah, breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, but I didn't argue with you that right, vociferously right. because... The Colts, while they have a good pass rush, and, you know, they, they did that to my Chiefs, the Colts with no Jonathan Taylor and with Matt Ryan, who where he is, I was like, I Shaq think the Broncos, Leonard. yeah, no Shaq Leonard, the Broncos should win that game. Yep. And instead, Brew, I, I just want to play for the audience three plays and then I'll shut up. Uh-oh. No, we got to it, watch It's them. a top three. <laughs> That's I mean, actually a bottom like three. You got to. Here is Russell Wilson's third worst play of the night which is one of the worst plays any quarterback's made all year. Game on the line, could run. Young Russ would have run around the right side. Had K.J. Hamler wide open. Wide open. Instead, he fires it in, now you lose. There were two plays worse than that. Nick. Show me number two, please. This was, at the moment, the worst pick I had ever seen Russell Wilson throw. They're in field goal range in a game where field goals matter, and that's just an arm punt. It's really weird. For no reason. Just totally inexplicable. I don't get it. And then... The single worst play I've ever seen Russell Wilson make, given the context of it's third down, there's two minutes, ten seconds left. The Colts, all you need there, by the way, you don't even want a touchdown there. A touchdown doesn't end the game. It probably does. A first down officially ends the game. Taking a sack is fine. Anything is fine other than that. Brew, it was the worst primetime game I've ever seen and one of the worst quarterbacking performances I've ever seen. Look, you certainly have the momentum. All right. <laughs> 
I am not going to come on national television and defend what Russell Wilson did last night. Thank you. I would be Thank idiotic. I mean, I, come on. I I'm an objective credit. journalist. You guys know I'm from the New York Times. journalist. Of All right. Um, Russell the man Wilson. worked at the New York and, Times, look, for God's sakes. You can, what, you can say what you want about Nathaniel Hackett, or as my iCouple radio show partner Rob Parker calls him, Nathaniel can't hack it. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can Play say all you want about him. But Russell Wilson lost them that game last night. And it's rare that you say one play. He really lost them the game. We talked about Lamar, you know, last weekend. Okay, he threw the bad news. Russell Wilson, with the three plays you just showed, that lost him the game. Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That said, Nick, and I'll, I'll give you this. They're not going 12-5. and five. Oh, you don't right? say. <laughs> I'll give you that. You They're not say. going 12-5. and five. You think they still could make the playoffs? I'm holding out hope. And he, look, here's what I'm going to say, because you made a whole big, your, your big picture point. I am not ready to give up on a 33-year-old. Thank you. Nine-time pro bowler who has a decade of strong play after five games. Five games. Now, he's been atrocious. Don't get me wrong. Five games in a new system. Five games with his own rookie coach who has his own struggles. Mm -hmm. We all know that. We saw Tom Brady in early in the Bruce Arians system yeah. looking mediocre. Tom and then by the end, they, he forgot what down is. They started running more Brady stuff. Sure. So, obviously, they're going to have to work this out and get more of his old stuff in there. But, Nick, I look, the last seven games, we go back and forth about how good he was last year. Mm -hmm. We got a graphic about his last seven games last year. His last seven games. Look at the rankings. Yards per pass, eighth. TD to interception ratio, third in the league. Passer rating, fifth. I just have a hard time believing that a guy in an offseason, one offseason, who's only 33 again, has declined this so much. Now, he looks horrible, but I just think right. and this it's got to come back. And this is where, uh, Wilds, that I – it's a lot of people I heard saying yesterday, nobody saw this coming. And I wasn't trying to, you know, puff my chest out a no, bit, but, but I was like, yeah, some people did. Early on that. And you know who also did? I don't think you thought it was going to be this Well, I didn't think he'd be a bottom bad. five quarterback statistically. But you know who also did? Pete Carroll and John Schneider. And maybe we need to give them a little respect. Because for years, there, has been this push, there was this push and pull in Seattle. And Pete made it very clear that he was protecting Russ from himself. This is how we need to run an offense. You want to cook, it's going right. to burn the kitchen down. And now all of a sudden, in Seattle, while I don't know if this level is sustainable, Wilds, Geno Smith is doing exactly what they want. He's playing incredibly efficient football. And they, they are, their issues are on defense. You put that Seattle offense together with this Denver defense, oh, you'd have one of the best teams in football. And so, but Geno's not going to keep that up. No, probably, but, but right, simple football. It is simple football, and it's also, to me, speaks to when Brew talks about and others, Russ's passer rating and touchdown interception ratio at the end in Seattle. Well, maybe running that Seattle system. Geno right now has a good pass rate and good touchdown right, interception right. ratio. And now Russell's out trying to do his own thing and even up to and including going for – this is where some of the personal attacks on Russell Wilson are unfair. I poke fun at him a bit. But the, the ego going for glory stuff is real. Passing into the end zone when they were up three before regulation – it's just bad football, but it's to try to get that moment. Just like the decision he made at the end of overtime is bad football. Instead of either running the ball or doing whatever it takes to put your team in position to win, that's glory-seeking play on the field, and it's not winning. Okay, so I'm going to do three things. I'm going to tell you what I know, what I'm confused by, and what I hope. Here's what I know. The Broncos are very, very bad on offense. Hubs, can we show the full screen on how bad the Broncos' offense is? Points per game, they're 31st. Look at this. Third down percentage, they're 29th. Red zone touchdown percentage, last. Penalties, that's a Hackett thing, the most. Three and outs, the most. But here's what I'm confused by. What has happened to Russell Wilson? Do we think it's the arm strength? 
I don't think so. I don't think there's been a, a, a his measurable the one thing. It that's looks okay. Been I mean, he good. missed a few, but it's right. not like I shot. Ran that one like great play saw. where you ran into the ref. That was yeah, that was, I, I'm not going to brag about that. But it's not that, like when you saw kind of Eli's <laughs> arm was shot or Big Ben's or arm even Peyton was shot. Right, yes, right, 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 yep. right. The thing that I'm confused by is this. The decision-making seems odd. Yes. Where one of those interceptions, it's odd to throw it. It's extra odd to throw it when Gilmore is in the picture. The third down one where he just kind of lofted up, it's odd to throw that. What I hope is that's a very fixable thing, isn't it? Like well, that, I that, think that's that, not being as familiar with the system. But I really think that's what it so is. So if, if it's not your arms, it's not your body, it's just a few odd decisions, like, you know what I'm going to do? Not make those weird decisions yeah, anymore. I dis- yeah, I disagree. But what's, why, what, what's, you, why can't what's, he stop making yeah, bad decisions? Simple. Oh, well, the, the bad, because right now he is being asked to do things he wasn't asked to do in Seattle. So I don't know that we know he wouldn't always have made these bad decisions. I saw him lose a Super Bowl by throwing a pick on the one-yard line. Look, I saw that That's happen. not his fault. I, what do you mean? I mean yeah, that was a bad was play call. call. Okay, that was the call. It, the call wasn't to, of their fault. I promise the call wasn't to throw the interception. The call that was to was throw perfect, the ball. No, that should, was okay. not his fault. Okay, it's no, both, it's both though. It's, it's yeah, him and Pete Carroll. Sure, no, maybe Pete Carroll once again has to protect him himself, and Malcolm Butler made a great play, but I didn't see that happen. Right. I also think there is an element, and I think this is where some of the bitterness from his teammates comes from, that maybe we were underrating DK Metcalf's ability to go get 50-50 balls. Maybe we were underrating Tyler Lockett's very unique talent on catching go balls, which is there was a there was a one and a half year period where passes rustled through to Tyler Lockett. He had a perfect passer rating. It was like a 17 game sample. We all gave Russ all the credit for that. When he, and I understand they don't have Tim Patrick. But we were talking about Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, and it was like, okay, he's going to have great receivers here. Maybe there was not enough credit given to what Russ, Russ's teammates were doing, and, and I think this is the key part of the game that is not coming back. Maybe when he was throwing the ball, decisions were easier and more passing lanes were open because one of the 11 on defense was assigned to worry about him as a runner. Uh, and well, he's he, going to have to start running more. I, and he and won't. He, he did ha- it for like one and a half drives right, yesterday. Right. And they got a field goal out of one of them. He, Russell Wilson, the, the fourth and short at the end of overtime, and we showed it to you. I don't know if we have time to run it again. But right when he takes the snap, it's open around the right side. And the young, old, the young Russell Wilson, the old Russell Wilson, the previous Russell Wilson, I should say, takes that ball, rolls out to his right, and the linebackers are frozen. They don't know what to do. If I come to him, he's going to throw a little. Right, right there, it's there. You just go. You, maybe you don't score, but you don't need to score. You need you one need yard. one yard. And he doesn't even look for it. And I think teams know he's not going to run. And because of that, the passing lanes are not as open. And he is struggling. It was look. such an important part of his game. And it's just gone. I think this is, you brought up a bunch of maybes and who didn't get enough credit. I have felt that Russell Wilson carried Pete Carroll. And I'm going to be honest. Now, Pete Carroll was a great college coach at USC. We know that. But had not done anything really noteworthy in the NFL before Russell Wilson. He coached with three teams for six seasons and had two winning records, winning seasons. He gets Russell Wilson nine winning seasons and a Super Bowl, obviously, in ten years. So I felt like Russ was kind of carrying Carroll. Now – uh, if the kind of like we talked about with Matt Stafford, if this continues, and I, I don't think it will, I think Russ will get better. But if this were to continue, then I think that flips upside down, and people start thinking like you. Well, Carroll was maybe carrying Russ, amazing. so that's what's at stake. You know, Carroll losing his job. I know, and now Pete Carroll looks like Coach of the Year, yep. Geno's comeback player of the year, the rare comeback player of the year without suffering an injury, just like come back from the depths of your career. No, he, he, can I can I send this break on a up note? Yeah. Oh, can we not play it? Do not have the time? I think we have sound. Yeah, let's let Russ send let's us ride. break. Let's let Russ send us to uh, break. Hey, Russ in handled the saddest himself way well. possible. He handled Play himself well at that press conference. Oh, Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos country.
It's only his heart wasn't in it, man. Wilds, he knew he wasn't supposed like to do it. it there, but he just couldn't he resist. Can, it, it, it was just Pavlovy, and he's like, oh, let's ride. Let's like ride. I like uh, it. You got to stay who you are. Ride the last place. It's only five weeks. It's only five weeks. All Two right. and three, you're still right there in the hunt. Holy oh, it's a tough division. There's going to be a lot of hey, losses. Hey, we're talking about Draymond uh, coming up next. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. This morning, TMZ released this video, Draymond punching Jordan Poole. Yesterday, Bob Myers said that this matter would be handled internally, but that was obviously before the video was made public. Brew? Also yesterday during the show, said, you know, fights happen. This was no big deal. Has the release of this video, and now that you've watched the video, changed your mind? Well, remember yesterday I, I said I had been told what happened, and this is pretty much it, that they, you know, they were talking and they got in each other's face, more like Draymond got in his face. Yeah, yeah. And then they're kind of there, and Draymond just hauls off. And I was told he got a good shot in. That was better than I thought. Here's what changes things. We see it. Okay, when you see, whenever tape is involved and you see or hear it, it always makes the situation worse. Mm-hmm. All right, Ray Rice, what he did was horrific, whether we saw the video or not. But once we saw the video, they had to up the suspension. It yeah. changed everything. Mm-hmm. All right, Donald Sterling, hearing him, we knew he was racist. He had been sued, yeah. you know, for all his you know, apartment buildings and, and, you know, discriminatory practices. But once we heard him on tape making racist comments, it was different. And this becomes different because now we see Draymond. I was talking with some people around the league today, texting, and one person was saying they think the league is going to get involved in this behind the scenes. They're not going to – they don't think the league is going to come out and suspend Draymond. But they will encourage the Warriors Warriors to do so because of the way it looks, because of the optics. And I, I think now, this is what I think should happen, Nick. I think Draymond, he, we told he apologized to the team. Mm-hmm. First of all, he, I hope that included a sincere one-on-one apology to Jordan Poole. It, it reportedly apologized to Poole day of and to the team yesterday. Okay, so, so that's reportedly. good. Reportedly. But he need, to me, he needs to write a statement of apology for the public consumption. Yeah. And then the Warriors need to suspend him for two weeks Two without, weeks. Two weeks without pay. That would inc- This is hauling off. This and, is bad. And thankfully, he didn't break well, Jordan Poole's jaw or crack his eye socket right. or break his nose. So, two weeks without pay sure. would miss the first two games of the season, the Lakers and the Nuggets. So, and I know this happens a lot. We talked about Oh, two weeks no. effective immediately, you're saying? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, okay. I thought yes. you meant the first oh, not two weeks the season. No, two so weeks two of games. So, so we would two, miss two uh, regular season two games. games. All right. So I didn't doubt your reporting on this at all. But in my mind's eye, it was very different until I saw it. Yeah. In my mind's, sometimes, I know this isn't polite to say, but sometimes someone gets hit, and then, you, you, like, if you see it happen, you're like, yeah, this seems fair. Seems like I deserve to get hit. Like, was asking to get hit, right, and right, not surprised. Right. I assumed this was more, they are jaw-to-jaw, 
you know, jawing at each other face-to-face for a while. People are pushing back and forth. And then Draymond kind of comes over the top like that. This is, to me, the most damning part of this video is everyone else leading up to it. No one is, like, looking over, like, oh, this could get bad. Right. Oh, watch out. Like, and Draymond is the instigator every step of the way. Jordan Poole at one point tries to push him away from him. And then Draymond, I mean, like, like power boosts into the punch. Mm-hmm. He and, runs through the punch. And to no Bruce's point, it absolutely could have been worse. So, yes, I agree. There needs to be a real punishment. I think this is the type of thing that it is difficult for a relationship to come back from. I know mm-hmm. everyone brings up Kerr and Jordan. Kerr and Jordan's uh, statures on that team, very, very well established. Now, Draymond's a leader on the Warriors. Poole is not. But if we're doing like a player hierarchy on the Warriors, Poole and Draymond are very, very close to each other. As far as like value, productivity, all of those things. Draymond has some obvious intangible value and a huge history there. But here's the other thing I'd like to say about this, Wilds. Draymond Green, where you at, man? I saw you dropped a pod today, but it's the one you recorded Patrick Beverly a few days ago. Where's the tweet? Where's the video? Where's the statement? Where's the new media accountability for the fact Steph's had to talk about this? Bob Myers had to talk about this. Steve Kerr's had to talk about this. You're never, never far from a microphone if you got someone else's screw up or someone else to go after. We now, the whole world, has seen you punch Jordan Poole in the face. And you can't thumb out a tweet? Can't pop on? I'm, listen, I know the guy that, that produces your podcast. Jackson is available. He'll, he'll throw a mic on. Where you at, buddy? Okay. Like, that's part of the – no, 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 this that's is part why, of it. This is why the suspension needs to be substantial. And like I say, I think two weeks missing the first two regular season games yeah. is substantial because Draymond clearly thinks he can say or do whatever the heck he wants. He really does. And you need to learn, no, you can't. You're going to stand on this? And send a statement that you can't just be punching your teammates anymore. Okay, so this video came out before our morning meeting. So it's been about six hours. Yeah. Haven't heard from anybody else. Haven't heard from the Warriors. We had it in our rundown. It's like, you know, and let's put it later on to see if the story develops. And nothing has happened. But I think that's strategic. And I wouldn't be surprised if nothing else happened for three reasons. At all? At all. That the Warriors don't address it. At all. Well, here's why. They have addressed it. One, Bob Myers said it would be handled internally. If Bob Myers goes and changes his messaging, it looks like, oh, uh, you know, I was going to go this way, but now that the video is out, I'm going that way. Bob Myers said he'd handle it internally. I think they could stay on that messaging. Reason number two, and people have mentioned the Bobby Portis incident with Meritage. Meritage was hurt. Broke his jaw. Broke his jaw. Here's video of the post-fight, and people are trying to make memes and funny things about Jordan Poole. Man, post-fight, there was video of Jordan Very Poole smart. shooting around. So there, there. I know the punch looks bad, but it didn't seem to have any real consequence to Jordan Poole. I'm not trying to make light of it, but this is very didn't different than a guy who's getting hurt. Yes. And the third reason, and this is important, and every if you've ever worked in PR, this matters, although it may sound silly. It's Friday afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. College football is around the corner. Then it's Sunday football, and then it's Monday football, and then you might hear Draymond say something. But right now, it is at a hot boil, or at least it was this morning. Already the temperature is going down. What if Jordan wants him suspended? So that is interesting. What if Jordan pulls like, you got to be kidding me? What if Jordan? But I don't think he's gonna. Honestly, I don't think he's gonna come out and say that, or even say it privately. You don't think he might say say to? Bob I think Myers it. I think it looks soft. I really do. I don't think. And I don't know the soft. teammates. I'm not saying they'll look down on him, but I, I just, if I was in Jordan's situation, I don't think I'd come out and say he should be suspended. Oh, I'll go. I'll go I enough. would let them handle it, and if it's, you I'll know, go another way. We talked yesterday that oh, how is this gonna sit with Draymond losing money? Real leadership from Draymond would be like, you know what, I need X. Or like, for the good of this team, how about this? But like, not just sit there and wait for something to come down. Well, but being- like, you, to, you make a great point, Wiles, because they're waiting to see what the 
PR issue is. Are people making a huge deal out of it? And if people don't make a big deal out of it, then you might be right. They may not do anything. Let me just – I just want to make sure I'm, I'm right on this. Go. I, I just want to check Draymond's Twitter make tweets and replies. He's, the, he's arguing with the guy who makes 2K saying, slow down. He's, he's, <laughs> he's talking about he's not a boxer. No, and promote – no, no, no statement. No, but no that's strategic. They're going to wait. They're going to wait. Wilds, to your point, because of the day it is, right now is when he should release statement. Because by Monday it's gone. Because there's football. He's hiding. He screwed up, the whole world saw it, and he's hiding. I'm just curious if he's going to stand on it. Draymond's big on asking people, are you going to stand on it? Are you going to stand on punching Jordan Poole in the face? (laughs) Coming up next, under more pressure, Rodgers or Brady, we discuss next. Hate to do that to a clutch client, but no choice. (laughs) No choice. Unbiased. Uh, Two of the league's three best QBs have been there. Fine. Aaron Rodgers takes on the Giants in London, 9.30 a.m. kickoff. Brady hosts the Falcons. Nick, who needs a more impressive performance? Oh, to me, unequivocally, it's Brady. Wow. Without a doubt, Brady is the one that needs an awesome game. So, Brady just lost to Aaron. Then he lost to Patrick. He also, I think it's very fair to say, is going through quite a bit, maybe the most tumultuous time of his entire life off the field, right now as we sit here today. And it would appear he has sacrificed a ton to continue playing football. He did not do that to be mediocre, to make the playoffs by default because the NFC South is so bad. He did it to compete for championships, to continue to play like he did last year where he damn near won league MVP, where he led the league in, what, yards and touchdowns or was near the top of the league in almost everything. Yeah, Brew picked him as MVP and had a strong case for it. And so I also think that the Packers are not yet fully formed. I think the Packers know they are going to have to add another receiver. I think the Bucs... I, I know you you want them to get Gronk. I don't think Gronk's coming off the yeah, beach or off the bus or wherever he is. About that. And this <laughs> is the time you. we said going into the year, the toughest part of the Bucks' schedule, Brew, was those opening four weeks. Right. And then it opens up for him. Well, now it's, now it's time to open up. And I actually think Atlanta's going to be able to make some hay in this game with their running game, especially after the Chiefs just ran on Tampa. So I think that Brady's going to need a big game for them to win. And I think he needs a big game for them to get on the right, you know, to get going in the direction they want after back-to-back losses. He hasn't lost three straight games since 2 I think it's the only time of his career Brady's had a three-game losing streak. I'm saying that off the top of my head, so I could be wrong. But I, so I think it's absolutely Brady. Dusty is confirmed. Okay, good. Right, right, right. I, I couldn't disagree more. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I think for several reasons. I think, first of all, one of them has something left to prove. Aaron Rodgers still has something to prove that he can get to another Super Bowl. All right, Tom, if Tom Brady were washed, all right, and this is what he is the rest of the season, it's not a big deal because he's, not, he's already – there's nothing he can do to change his legacy one iota. All right, beyond Rodgers still having something to prove, Brady, we know he can play with his receivers. We know he and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin will have chemistry. All right? We don't know that about Rodgers yet. We think he'll develop it with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, but we got to start seeing it at some point if they're going to make a deep playoff run. So for those reasons, and we've seen Brady struggle early in 2020 when they won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And eventually they came on and he got done in the playoffs. So if Brady doesn't play well this weekend, I'm really not worried about Tampa Plaques. If Rodgers doesn't play well and doesn't show any more connection with these two young guys, then it's like, man, okay, when's this going to start coming? Uh, I'm not so much worried about Tom Brady as I am Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Tom Brady is basically playing with a whole entire backup offense. You, you lose Ryan Jones to an ACL. You're starting running back Ronald Jones is in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. uh, Cameron Brake, your, your tight end, is out with a concussion. Uh, Your guards uh, are gone. Chris, Chris Godwin is not healthy. Mike, Mike Evans is not playing. And those players are going to come back. So Tom Brady is going to play better uh, as the season goes on. But for Aaron Rodgers, nothing changes for him. I don't think that roster gets any better at the wide receiver position. Amari Rodgers, uh, uh, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard, he's stuck with those guys. So he's going to have to develop some kind of rapport with those wide receivers if they want to compete to win the NFC North. So... 
I would say Aaron Rodgers more than Tom Brady at this point. When you look at Rodgers' receiving core, we kicked around Odell going to Green not Bay. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not Just because he don't want to be in Green I don't Bay? Think, uh, I, I, I do not think that Odell Beckham plays football this year. Really? I really wow. don't. I, th- think I, I, I think that the AC, uh, hurting his ACL in February in the, in the playoffs, maybe if you heard it early in the season in September, October, but you tell your ACL in the Super Bowl, it's a year injury. I don't think he plays this year. And so you don't think because he wouldn't be at his peak that he doesn't want to go out there and not be 100% Odell or if it's or what? Why would you why would you even step on the football field after you tore your ACL twice if you're 60 if if you're 85%? Why would you put yourself in that position as a player? Well, then Aaron Rodgers needs it. Right. But it won't happen this year. So if Odell's not if Odell's not walking through that door and then the only I guess they could maybe trade for Kenny Galladay if he's available, but nobody substantial. Trade for who? Kenny Galladay from the Giants, who hasn't really done much. No. The, so, That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so, so then my question it. is this then. If the if the Packers because I've kind of baked into the equation with the Packers, they are going to get an additional pass catcher. If they don't, do you think they have enough there? Do you think those young guys can come along? Plus Cobb, who's obviously in the final stages. Lazard, who's been the same level player for a few years now. Do Even you- if the Green Bay Packers do add a wide receiver, I, I believe that Minnesota Vikings are going to win that division. Wow. I don't, I don't care who they add. I think the Minnesota Vikings are, are the power team at the division. And you don't give them a chance, obviously, in the playoffs. Not right now. Green no. Bay, wow. I, 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 think, I think that these young guys will come. Obviously, they got a strong defense. Mm-hmm. Great running game and Aaron Rodgers. And I think even if he's not what we've seen the last two years when he was MVP with, with uh, Adams, I think he, he'll get better with these young boys. And, he will. Uh, they're going to have to step it up. And the NFC is open. Can we, I can, think NFC is can we pivot it back to the Bucks and Brady for a yeah, second yeah, here? Yeah, of course. Because the, I, the offense felt like it got going a bit against Kansas City statistically, but it was also a game that Kansas City was up two scores for 80% of it. You know what I mean? They were at no point when the Bucks were making their comeback did they even get it to a one-score right. game. I think there is a real need for Tampa for the first time all year to play well on both sides of the ball. I think they week one against Dallas, the defense was phenomenal, but the offense did almost nothing. Week two, the offense was downright bad. But the defense scored a touchdown for him. New Orleans, you know, everyone got banged up on New Orleans that game. They kill him there. Week three, they lose 14 to 12 to Green Bay. And week four, it was the Chiefs game. The Buck right now, if you're Tom Brady, yeah. From a, just let's just talk football. Nothing that's going on in his life. He's got to look at the NFC and say. This is as wide open as any conference I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. We just talked about the issues with the Packers. The Niners still have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I'm not trying to argue about it, but they have a limitation there. The Eagles, <laughs> are, there is one team in the league in the NFC that looks awesome. And it's also the one team that the Bucks beat in the playoffs last year and beat them by what felt like 100 points. That, you know, so I don't think he looks at the Eagles like, ah, we can't beat them. Six months ago, they crushed them in a playoff game. So I, I think that... The, the need for them to feel like we can seize control of this conference is very high right now. So we've got only a few seconds left, but I want to show you something, Plex. Okay. The, uh, Brady versus the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He's never lost to the Falcons. Ten or or better in single opponents. Elway, what the heck? We should have taken that out there on the Patriots. Wow. Andrew Luck against the <laughs> Titans. And Tom Brady against the Falcons. Is the, I, it's been different coaches, different, you know, different everything. Is this something or nothing? Well, I'm 6-0 against the Falcons myself. Oh. So, uh, a so. lot of people haven't lost to the Falcons. Right? Yeah, a lot of people haven't lost to the Falcons. Beat up by the, but is that something where it's like, I always beat this team? It's one of those things, man. They're playing the NFC South. Uh, the Falcons haven't been good for a very long time. The best chance they had to win the Super Bowl was a few years ago when he came back and beat them in the Super Bowl, yeah. Brady. But uh, the Falcons, no. Okay. You know what? Just, Just – Cutting stuff off. Yeah. I like it. Really? Falcons, no chance. Odell, not going. Like, okay. Tear up the rundown. Hey, uh, Russ's ride breaks down. Oh, no, Andy had a bad game. We discussed next. I didn't even know he had transportation issues, Dust. Ugh. I just got the worst. Hey, time for afternoon headlines sponsored by Ram Trucks. Built to serve. Tough night for the Broncos. 
Final play. Russ misses Hamler. Hamler not happy, slams his helmet down. James Palmer tweeting this. Wide receiver KJ Hamler to me on the final play of the game. I could have walked in. Eek. <laughs> Plex, what did you make of the final play of the game? This is a couple of things wrong with this, with the whole play. Um, Russell Wilson went to the line of scrimmage and made a predetermined situation, uh, a decision that he was going to go to Cortland Sutton based off of the coverage that he was getting. And it was press man to man. He's going to his big man. He's going to his money man to make a play. But at the same time, he doesn't go through his reads. If he goes to his read, uh, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes and uh, Tom Brady, so why not? they don't miss that play. That feels like a rookie. Like if he, if it's not a rookie like mistake. He's, he's already made a decision. Like, oh, okay. But at the same time, if you're going to throw to Cortland Sutton in that instance, he's 6'4". Put it in a place where only he can make a play yep. and not down low. Granted, he had a defender in his face, and he kind of side-armed it. But you know what? Put it 10 feet in the air at the crossbar. Let him go up and try to make a play. But Russell already had his mind on what but he was here's, going to do. Here's the question I would have about that quickly here is, if we show it again, he knows what routes these guys are running, and he knows he what does. coverage the Colts are in. Mm -hmm. KJ is the one that's supposed to flash open because he's getting a natural pick by the slot guy. Russell so why it. wasn't that? But I understand he never right. looked. My point is, when he gets the line, why isn't KJ his first read? When he's like, okay, he's going to get this natural pick yeah. cutting across. Why? The, I understand the he never looked there, so he never saw it. Yeah. My question would be, why wouldn't his primary read there be the guy who's going to get the natural pick coming across? He's making the decision based off the coverage that Stephon Gilmore is giving Cortland Sutton. It's press to press, press to press, man to man, and he thinks that his man can get inside and win. He's a big body. So, and, and another thing is, Cortland Sutton uh, is actually running away from the football. He needs to be working back downhill to actually cut Stephon Gilmore off and actually try to get his shoulder in front of him so he can extend and get the football. And he has to put that ball up, a ball up in the air, and Cortland Sutton has to work back to the football. Well, let me say this, too, because I, I think there, there's been some controversy and discussion about should they even have gone for fourth and one and just kick the field goal. I have, look, I'm, I'm kind of conservative in most of these situations. <laughs> but I think oh, they made the right call. There. I think they made the right call right. by going by going to it, by going to uh, – the going, uh, going going for, for the touchdown because it was two and a half minutes left. Right. If they kick the field goal, tie the game, the way I, I and our Denver's defense was great all night, but they got worn out because offense wasn't helping them. That's why Indianapolis was moving the ball late in the game. They likely move down the field and kick the game-winning field goal, and Denver never gets it back. Or you're just so, playing for the tie. Even if they if they kick the field goal, and even if they I get mean, the a tie stop, is better probably, obviously than a loss. Yeah, but I don't I, think. I, yeah. I'm totally fine with going for the. In that instance, I don't. I don't think you put all your eggs in one basket. So you think they should Listen, kick the field goal? You've been playing terrible all night on offense. You might as well kick well, the field goal, on. and you got, you got a battle of the field goal kickers, McManus and and, and, and McLaughlin. Yeah. Go out, go out, and give your team another chance wow. to play defense and get a stop. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket and be selfish. I'm, I never thought they were going to kick the field goal, because I think Nathaniel Hackett needs a win. I felt like and if, Russ needed one too. That's why you know, like that it's not you're not playing with house money. You're not Bill Belichick out here saying, you know what? I've got I've stacked plenty of wins. I think you know what? I got criticized last time for taking the ball out of Russ's hands. Now I'm going to put it in his hands. So like now he's getting criticized again. So if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, Nick, I'm like, no, geez, I'm in a tough spot. Listen, the, kick it, don't <laughs> kick it. Be the way I get criticized. I, I think it was unquestionably the right call to go for it there because if you kick the field goal. I think your almost best-case scenario is a tie. And a tie, yes, it's better than a loss, but barely. The, the play-calling mistake they made was at the end of regulation, up three in a third right. and short, throwing, letting Russ throw the football. And you no do sense. that, you're like, ah, right. trust our veteran quarterback. He, Bronco Russell Wilson has not earned that trust yet. You run that football, you get a first down, the game's over. You don't get a first down, you kick a field goal, you're up six. The Colts hadn't shown any ability to score a touchdown all night. You win the game that way most likely anyway. But I, can I go back to a question? I said it off the top of the show kind of flippantly, but I just want to know if, there's, if you guys disagree with it. Right now this moment, do the Denver Broncos have, when you incorporate the contract, Mm -hmm. The worst quarterback <clears throat> situation in football. No. 
Okay, so well, what look, team? Contractually, yes. What 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 team would say none? We'll trade it. None. Like the none. Panthers right now might have the worst quarterback in football. He's playing like it in Baker Mayfield, but they're done with him after this year, uh. and they can draft a guy. The the Bears right now are in a, kind of a rough spot, but he's on a rookie deal, and he hasn't played enough. Like I went through it. The it's like Ryan Tannehill makes a lot of money, but he's out after this year. Matt Ryan looked almost as bad as Russ yesterday. Yeah. He has $18 million left on his deal after this year. So that's, you know, maybe a close one. But Russ, is, Russ signed a five-year extension with two years left on the deal. So, and he's tied there for the next right. four. So you, Brew, I'm sh- shocked by what you just said. You, the, but you agree no, with With me. the contract, nobody's trading for Russ. What they got to make sure that Russ gets back to the guy he was. And this... This, if this continues in any way, shape, or form, like I, he's going to be better than he was last night. Yeah. But if he never gets really good, this is going to cost Nathaniel Hackett his job. So that's what I was Period. Like, go – and what they need to do is go get Sean Payton. Okay. Period. So, go get Sean Payton. I don't know. They got, the wealthiest owner, they got the wealthiest owner oh, ooh, in like the that. league by a mile. I like that a lot. They need to do whatever they need to do to get Sean Payton. So do you think Nathaniel Hackett – can last the entire year. They're first in penalties. The offense is bad. They've been embarrassed. And we talked about this pre-show. So Wisconsin, my wife went to Wisconsin, so I kind of went to Wisconsin. Not really, but in the house I did. (laughs) So uh, Wisconsin got lost, got embarrassed. They're like, fire the coach. Sorry. They didn't fire the coach because they lost. They fired the coach because they got embarrassed. And there's been a few instances where the Broncos are just putting up embarrassing performances. Mm -hmm. I know it's early in the season, but Bill O'Brien got fired after week four. Dan Quinn got fired after week five. not in year one, though. I know, but... These owners didn't hire him. And they didn't hire him. So is there a chance, if you were in charge of making decisions, that you're like, you know what? Why don't this? Something's got to go. It's not going to be Russ. Why don't we get rid of the coach? You know what? Uh, Russell Wilson has all the tools that he needs to go out, go out and be successful. I will say that Nathaniel Hackett has not had a lot of uh, experience as a play caller. Um, he, he, he was in Green Bay for three years, but Matt Lafleur called the plays. Mm-hmm. So this is really the only time in his career that he's been a, a, a true offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, calling plays down and down. I, I, I look at that play where he threw the threw the uh, interception to uh, Stephon Gilmore in, a, uh, in, the, in the corner of the end zone, and I'm saying to myself, the, the offensive coordinator is 100% responsible for that play because Cortland Sutton went out of the game. That play is for Cortland Sutton, and he didn't understand the personnel for that route combination that he was supposed to run. Hmm. And, and, and number 16, when he gets on top of him, he has to at least give him a, 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 a nod to the corner. And Stephon Gilmore baited him on that play. And if, if the thing Hackett continues to go down this road, he won't last in the week eight. Can, wow. I, can I say something about Nathaniel Hackett that will surprise people? Sure. At least Nathaniel Hackett has gotten better as the year has gone on. Nathaniel Hackett, the first week of the year, made the worst head coaching decision I've worse. ever seen. And then in week two, <laughs> made multiple, if that was a class A felony, he had like multiple class B misdemeanors in week two. Sure. And then last week, they, after they brought in that clock management guy, we don't have to get into the weeds on it, but against the Raiders, they did a really sharp thing with like 90 seconds left in declining a penalty that actually kept them alive in that they football game. Oh, that's I right love that that's stuff. That's right in your sweet and, it spot. Was, and the refs were shocked by it. They're like, you want to climb? He's like, no, I want to climb it. And it saved them 40 seconds. And this week, I think for the most part, his fourth, he had a bunch of fourth down decisions, yeah, and he wasn't paralyzed by fear of the moment. He's gotten, he has shown some improvement. Russ has been just straight down with a couple. But of but, but to your point, they 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 not getting rid of Russ. No, of course. Like Russ has got, and that's why he, I think Hackett might make it through the year. If this really goes south and they get to a point where they're clearly not making the playoffs, like I think they'll just be like, look, let's see, get Russ comfortable. And see what we can do, and then in because the, you're not bringing in Sean Payton in the middle no, of, of the course. season, no. But you have to put the full court press on him yeah. to make sure he's your coach. Well, you know, I like that. you know who gets most credit is Schneider and Carroll for making the trade. You know who gets the second most credit, bronze medal for credit. Who? Russ's agent. 
getting him that deal before the that year is, started. Great, Everyone was like, wow, he's signing a deal with two years soft. left, not I one year left. <laughs> Why is he doing that? When I saw it, I couldn't yeah. believe it. And he's like, oh, maybe he knew something. Real talk. Hey, maybe but Russell but Plaque says something. he's not washed. Okay, he's not I washed. like that. Washed alert. He's not washed. Washed alert. It's on alert, but not washed. Hey, should the Cowboys have the Rams on upset alert? We're going to hit some special lighting during the next block. Get ready. And now it is time for America's fourth favorite sports segment on this show. It's Upset Alert. <laughs> Wilds is three out of four this year, America. I'm playing is great. It? Yes. It's three out of four. I'm going to run the anchor leg of this segment. Brew, you can start us off. Plax, I don't know if you're a betting man. But <laughs> okay. We give Wilds all the credit Thank for upset you. alert, but I've been killing. No, you have not. Alert. You I've have been it. killing. No, you're not. What's your record? He's gotten I one right. He's gotten one right. I didn't know we kept records the record. till today. No, till we five, keep records. Five seconds ago, Bruce gotten one right. I got the Cowboys beating the Rams. And here's why, because the Rams are a mess. We know that. They can't protect the quarterback. Stafford's been sacked 16 times, second most in the league. We know what the Cowboys do best. Get after the quarterback, second in the league in sacks. I think, and we all know, too, where the ball's going. It's going to Cooper Cup, just like in Detroit, it was going to Megatron. All right? That's going to make it a little easier for them to defend, too. So, I got the Cowboys, and Cooper Rush keeps this ball rolling. I like it. Well, I'll tell you one team I'm not taking, and that's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Speaking of an upset alert, I I still get upset when they win. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not taking the Cowboys. But you believe. You you know they can win. You just got a personal This is a game that the Rams have to win if they want to be taken seriously in in the NFC. That's correct. And And first of all, one of my favorite things that Brew does is when whoever our guest is disagrees with him. Brew then, like, tries to correct him and lead him back to agreement. He's like, but you believe they could. It's like, no, actually, I like the Rams. So here's the thing. Wilds, yesterday when we talked about this game, I was part of the chorus along with, I think it was Amani Toomer and Brew, and you as well maybe, that was like Dallas's their D-line is awesome. Mm -hmm. Rams struggle to protect people. It's going to be a, a veritable home game for Dallas. Yeah. You know, all of this. And you sent a tweet about Sean McVay talking about the silent count. I, I sent it to you to use on the show. Yeah, there you go. You don't, you don't have to yeah. say that. Okay, well, no, I give credit where it's due. About that, they're going to have practice silent count. And then I listened to, you know, my friends that do media across the country. Everyone is on Dallas this week. Oh, no. Everyone is on Dallas You're, this week. Oh, see, he doesn't like this. And I feel like, hmm. Seems a little too obvious, the Cowboys. Like, oh, what's your big upset this week? Oh, Cowboys against the Rams. They're going to be at home and not going to be able to protect Stafford. I'm always hesitant, Brew, when a team was just on national TV and looked awful, that there's going to be an overreaction. Also, Sean McVay, to his credit, has been outstanding coming off a loss. Also, and I've been saying this for a while, maybe it will never happen, but the Cooper Rush regression game, got to hit at some point. And Cooper Rush, the, they made the point that over the last two weeks, he's had four balls intercepted, two were dropped, and then two were called off by penalty. So he's played clean games on the stat sheet, but he's made some mistakes. It feels to me like if, the Cow- if everyone's right that the Cowboys not only are, could win but are going to win, then the Rams are just flatly a bad team. Wow. The Rams are losing at home to Cooper wow. Rush, a backup quarterback. I don't think they're a bad team. I don't, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending team. So I think it's swung too far in that direction. I think the same reason we think the Cowboys are going to be able to get after Stafford, why can't the Rams get after Cooper Rush? The Cowboys have offensive line issues. The Rams have Aaron Donald. The Rams have Jalen Ramsey to take away CeeDee Lamb. Like, there to me has been too much of an overreaction to where Dallas is being treated like they're the better team when they are still the team starting Cooper Rush at quarterback. So I, I was with you 24 hours ago, and then I thought more about it. it. I'm with the Rams. You changed it based on other media members. Based on a lot of you things. You should have just it was a panoply. to me. All right, right. suit yourself. The, we'll, we'll be back Monday. Uh, okay. Go like, see. Give us your take on how you think Cooper Rush has been doing, and if he wins this game, do you think there is a – Sprinkling of a quarterback controversy. There's no quarterback controversy None. at all. Soon as Dak is ready to go, he will be on the center quarterback in his football team. But I, I just keep thinking about that the Giants cut this guy. And now he's out there winning football games. 
for the Dallas Cowboys. So obviously he wasn't that bad of a player if he can go down to Dallas and win a football game. Okay. But. Especially when you start Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Don't take the shots at Daniel Jones. I'm just Jones. saying, you got to give hey. – Well, it's now it is time <laughs> for the Puxatani Phil of football to make his upset alert. Here we go. I am a sterling one for four so far this year, and I am going to get this one 100% correct. I am putting the Packers on upset alert in London against the Giants. Plex, I am looking for your emotional and professional approval on this (laughs) after I give you three reasons. Reason number one, I just watched the Patriots and Bailey Zappi take the Packers into overtime at Lambeau. Do I think Daniel Jones is a wonderful Sterling Silver quarterback? Not necessarily. Do I think he's better than Bailey Zappi in his first game when he was asking members of the offense, hey, remind me to calm down? Yes. Granted, we did get a pick six, but still, it was close. So that's one. I think Daniel Jones will be fine. His ankle should be okay. Reason number two, give the ball to Saquon Barkley. If Daniel Jones is not 100%, Saquon's renaissance is in full swing. Can we show the Saquon statistics? Holy cow. Carries first. Rushing yards first. Yards after contact first. Brian Dable, give it to Saquon. Figure out everything else later. Reason number three, neutral field, early in London, a little spot of tea. I don't think that there's going to be a trillion Packers fans. I don't think there's going to be a trillion Giants fans. I think there, a lot of people are going to be there to see a football game. And if the Giants start to get out ahead a little bit, the crowd we'll will naturally start, root for the underdog. Was, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll yeah, start rooting for Giants. <laughs> the only one person that I know will be rooting for the Packers, they're supposedly going to be here, is the German fellow who looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's supposed to be there. He is going to be rooting for Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot of the rest of the crowd could be rooting for the Giants. So for that reason, Plex, I need you to support me here. I'm putting the Packers on upset alert. Do you like it? Uh, I do not. Oh, wow. I do not oh, like Giant, it. great. You don't I, mean, that was a, I was doing it. All those fantastic stats you know that. That, that, you, that you just showed about Saquon Barkley, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to load the box up and force the New York Giants, uh, somebody else to beat them. Fair. I, I, we have no idea who that's going to be. If Daniel Jones is not healthy, it's going to make it that more difficult. And I think after Sunday, everybody is going to look and say, you know what? This is what we thought the New York Giants were going to look like when the season began. Three and one is three and one. We'll take it. I, but it's an ugly three. It's an ugly three. And it only gets worse as the season goes on. Yikes. So, uh, I thought I was going to throw it out. Listen, I, love my, I love my New York Giants. Oh, you it doesn't sound jump. like it. Throwing me, Ali. I can't jump anymore. Yeah. Well, I can just lay it in. But uh, no, no upset alert for the, okay, for the Giants. Sorry, for, sorry, Big Blue Nation. L- listen, I, the, I tend to agree with Plex, but I'd like to give you a little gambling advice here. Okay, here we go. If you think the Giants are actually going to win, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe this. I looked this up before the show to make sure it was right. Our friends at Fox Bet have Saquon Barkley right now at 125 to 1 okay. to win league MVP. Hmm. And I understand league MVP has become mostly just a quarterback award. But the one other position that has won it in the last 20 years is running back. Running back for an otherwise struggling team that has a 2,000-yard or a monster season. If you think the Giants are going to get to 4-1, and one, it's going to be because Saquon's going to have 185 yards in a standalone, albeit early in the morning game. Saquon, at 125-1 to one when he's been the best running back in the league to me with respect to Nick Chubb by a wide margin. And, Brew, I know you think the Packers are going to win. Would you be shocked if this is a close, low-scoring game? If this is a game, one of those fast games because both teams are running the football? That wouldn't shock me at all. And so I think Saquon could have a big game. So maybe a little sprinkle. I know you're not a big gambler. Yeah, sprinkle. But at 125 to 1. Else, you, you didn't you mention with your I don't know anymore. if this will be anything. Okay. But the Packers players, some of them are already complaining about London. Playing over there, how they hate playing in London. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe their morale's not quite as high. They take the Giants lightly. 
Don't, don't try to piggyback on my upset. I'm with Platts. Hey, speaking about making money, it's time for Nick's pick. Let's do it. Buckle up, everybody. It's Nick's pick time. We're going to put music on the animation. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Okay. Can I take it? Yeah. Are we ready? All right. So here's the deal, America. I give you three picks every week. Last week, we went two and one. Brings our record to six and six for the year. Unfortunately, however, the two and one did involve the one loss was the lock. We can show you that from last week. And it was a bad one. Oh, it was not a bad one, though. So let's discuss that just for a moment. Because what you're going to see there's the locks are one and three. The locks should be four and zero, oh, and the record should be nine and three. These picks have been sound. What the first it? lock that lost? Baltimore minus three and a half. They were up twenty-one in the fourth quarter. Lost that game. The second lock that lost? San Francisco minus one and a half. Jimmy G ran out of the back of his own end zone, and then threw a pick, and then they fumbled the ball. And the last lock that lost was Jacksonville, catching a touchdown, up fourteen to nothing, and then the football gods and the actual gods rained hellfire on poor Trevor that Lawrence. That was not the couldn't. football gods. That all was. It was. It was football rain. gods. Yeah, rain. Mother Nature. Exactly right. But you know what? Hey, Wild Tide. Wild need a new Zip title. it, sir. We're trying to make Those America some money. Are but not we're a steady 500 through three weeks. Four weeks, I should say. Now we get above 500. Pick number one. Falcons catching 10 against the Buccaneers. We like the Falcons plus 10. Oh. They've been covering machines. They're the only team undefeated against the spread all year. They're averaging 170 yards per game on the ground. Tampa Bay is right now 26th in the NFL in first half points, believe it or not. So you think it's going to be low scoring? If it's going to be low scoring, grab the points, particularly 10 of them. We love Tampa plus 10. Next, Seahawks catching five and a half against the Saints. Why would the Saints deserve to be favored by nearly a touchdown over anyone? Andy Dalton's probably playing. Geno, on the other hand, is balling. Rashad Penny's playing outstanding. And major alert, you know on this show we're on Dennis Allen watch. Dennis Allen, four losses away from displacing Hugh Jackson as the losingest coach in NFL history. Four, you can do it. Dennis, I believe in you. You can lose the next four and break the unbreakable record of Hugh Jackson as the worst coach in modern NFL history. We're get one quarter of the way there this week. And then lastly, first time I've gone to the well for the lock here. You know what Patrick Mahomes likes to do? Ooh. Kick the Raiders' ass. Seven and Yikes. one against the Raiders in his career. 37 points per game. A 112 passer rating. 22 touchdowns, three interceptions. And it's on national television. And it's on at Arrowhead. And all of a sudden, the Raiders feeling good about themselves because they beat that terrible Broncos team. The Chiefs beat them by three touchdowns. So there it is. Atlanta plus 10. Seattle plus five and a half. And you're locked. The Chiefs minus seven. Let's make some money. Love it. I love it. Great Thank job. You. Fantastic. We're Plex, excellent job. Great work. Great. We're coming back on the other side talking about Draymond's punch. We'll see you later. Get myself a home punch. Welcome back to First Things First. We're still breaking down the TMZ video of Draymond punching Jordan Poole. No word from the Warriors since this broke this morning. Question for you, Nick. Talking basketball now. Do you think this affects the Warriors season? A little? A lot? Not at all. I don't know how anyone could answer not at all. This is... I mean, this video is shocking. Every time I see it, I'm shocked by how it goes from, not to use a cliche, but zero to 100 real quick. Mm -hmm. It goes from something you literally see all the time on any basketball court in the world, guys drawing at each other and then kind of getting in each other's face, to a legitimate, I don't want to sound like a Puritan here, but a legitimate act of violence that could have really hurt the guy. And... I think, you know, Chris Haynes, who does a really good job, and I give him a lot of credit, but Chris Haynes also has some relationships with certain guys on the Warriors that I think are pretty well documented. You know, when he was first reporting on this, included in there, uh, yeah, yeah, this all happened, but also Jordan Poole's been a big pain in the butt and everybody needs to know it. And Jordan Poole's not an idiot. And he's seeing how this is being presented, how, yes, Draymond shouldn't have hit him, but maybe it's what he needed. And if I were Jordan Poole, it would affect me. And if I were one of the other leaders of the team, if I were Steph Curry, I might say, you know what? I love Draymond like a brother. But God dog it, man. He never had to clean up one of my messes. And I've been cleaning his up for years. 
and I might get annoyed. In the article that I read this morning, Steph, you know, was quoted as saying, uh, joking with Bob Myers, y'all going to have to start paying me more when the, the Bob Myers told me you're going to have to do some leading today. Right, right. And so, yeah, I, I think that it will impact them. Do I think it derails them? Do I think it means they can't w- repeat as champions? No. But I do think that if this season goes awry, we have a very good starting point of when it started to go awry. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to it at the end. It, uh, you didn't say it, the words, but it'll impact them a little. I, I, I agree with you on that. It will impact them a little. But we've seen this team come through controversies, all right, with the whole Draymond, Kevin Durant situation. They were still on track, as bad as that was, to win a championship, all right? And if Durant doesn't get hurt, they probably win the title. So this is a team that can overcome adversity, you, you you talked about articles you read. And, reportedly, Andre Iguodala, Keon Dooley, they're, they're trying, Kevon or Looney. Kevon Looney, they're trying to you know work this thing out behind the scenes. They are full of veterans who will work things out with these guys. And look, Draymond to me does have some work to do with Jordan Poole because that was not cool at all. And and you're right, they're underlying issues. Is he upset? Now, I've heard Jordan Poole is is kind of a cocky, arrogant guy and can rub some guys the wrong way. Whatever, though. Okay, yeah, you don't deserve that. But but also is the contract, the fact that Poole might be about to get paid and Draymond is not, and this certainly isn't going to help him get the money he wants, is that an underlying factor as well? We heard Draymond when he went at it with KD. What was he – the stuff he was saying to KD, it was because – the, the specter of KD's free agency was hanging over the team. Now the specter of this contract is hanging over the team. So there are some issues they got to work through, but I'm confident they'll be able so to. I think a little to a lot. I think a little if Steph steps up to a leadership role that we haven't seen him do publicly. You know, always publicly, it's a lot of Steve Kerr. It's a lot of Draymond. And I think they all say – you know, Draymond's the leader of the the vocal leader of the team. Vocal, right. So it's interesting if Steph steps up, which we already saw him kind of pour water on uh, Chris Haynes' report that Jordan Poole was had a change in behavior. So he shut that down quick. I wonder now what his role is going to be to try to get Draymond and Jordan together. Because here's how I think it could be interesting on the court. If that is not worked out perfectly. And Draymond, you know, inspires the team vocally and gets in, you know, but just good-natured basketball stuff when they're on the court. Does Draymond become less effective? Well, if Jordan needs a little pick-me-up, hey, come on, let's go. Can he even do that anymore? Or or the other element is, do the Warriors separate? The Warriors are a very odd team generationally, basketball generation-wise. Wiggins is the only guy who kind of straddles two of them. You have the old core. And Iggy's obviously the oldest of them, but Iggy, Steph, Clay, Draymond. And then you have all these young guys. The young guys, the, the Moody, Wiseman, mm-hmm. Kaminga, Poole. It, you know what's a big problem for them? If people pick sides. If it's like Team Draymond, Team Jordan. Yeah. And it, it, the, the, to me, the logic would be everyone should be on the side of the guy who got it punched. But somebody told Chris Haynes that Jordan Poole's been a pain. Somebody told Chris, he was trying to paint Jordan Poole with a bad brush here. Maybe it was Draymond. Maybe that's the only statement he gave. I don't know. Or maybe it was somebody else. That's where it could be a real problem is if you, the Warriors end up going into two camps, guys supporting Draymond. Because I, it would be hard for me, if I'm Jordan Poole, to quickly get over this. That especially right, now that it's public it's kind and of it's embarrassing. embarrassing. Yep. The whole right. thing's embarrassing. That, that's what makes it worse. We've talked about teams having fights, players having fights. When it goes public, it does make it worse. But, look, let's not act like every championship team or every deep playoff run team has all – everybody's been getting along together and going out to dinner every night. There are teams, great teams historically, where some guys didn't get along. Mm-hmm. So I think they can get passes. Okay. Coming up after the break. Oh, it's a brand new segment on a Friday. We're talking about Bailey Zappi. We're also just trying to predict stuff that happens over the weekend. We're just going to start with, you know. We're going to give you some headlines. What you're going to read in the paper on Monday. We're going to tell you that. How about I give you a a better tease than yours? He's the hot feeling now. 
Oh, welcome back to the show. 3.30 left, and we saved the spiciest takes for last. Oh, it's like hot ones, but instead of chicken wings and hot sauce, it's just takes. Broussard, take us away with the Future Things First headline. All right, Monday morning when you wake up, this will be the headline in your local paper. Or maybe national. Well, not local. Ravens finally enjoy some home cooking. They got Cincinnati. Uh You know, I'm not a big believer in the Bengals. Sorry, Cincinnati. I loved living there as a kid. But I got (laughs) to go with the Ravens. And they've lost five straight at home, guys. So they need a W. Uh, And I think Lamar and company get it done. I don't like the fact that Rashad Bateman's out. That gives me a little bit of pause. But I think Lamar and the Ravens get over the hump. I think it's going to be a great game. The line shifted, I think, from Ravens by three to Ravens by three and a half, I think, on the strength of the Bateman news. I'm sorry, not pre-before the Bateman news, pardon me, the Ravens. So I might have gone back down to three. All right. I hate to go against Bruce upset alert. But my headline is a little play on words and not nearly as wordy as Bruce. Rush, Dak, back. (laughs) Cooper Rush, I think, is going to have a very, very rough game against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I think the Rams are going to bounce back. I think the Cowboys are going to come back down to earth after this three-game winning streak, mostly against some inferior competition. And there is going to be real pressure on Dak Prescott to come back for what will be up to this point the biggest game of their season because they are in Philly a week from now and that Philly game was the most realistic of the most optimistic Dak Prescott timeline so I think there's going to be a discussion on all the shows particularly the one right after us which has been really good on the rush in Dak stuff about whether or not Dak Prescott needs to come uh, come back from all right, can, can I push back on this take do you think it's not a take it's a headline oh sorry can I push back on the headline do you think that Cooper Rush is going to have a bad game yes. or Stafford is going to play well? Or no. No, no, no. I, don't, I think the Rams win without Stafford having a great game. I think the Cowboys' defense will stifle Stafford. Yeah, so do I. You just think yeah. Rush is but going I, to be I think this man. will be a multi-turnover game for Cooper Rush. And everyone's going to be like, okay, the bloom is off the rose just a bit. Wow, okay. That's what All right. I am going to have terrible news for you. Mac Jones not starting. I, I was knew hoping. this was coming. I know you predicted this. Zap, zap, zappy. Bailey Zappy's getting the start. He's in the wrong uniform. It's throwback weekend in Foxborough. Oh, oh Pat, Pat Patriot. Patriot. Oh, <laughs> look at this. He got a DeLorean out. This was released uh, I think earlier in the like late summer I got fired up and now it's finally here so look I do love Dan Campbell and I am it, it, it hurts my heart to have to root against Dan Campbell and all of a sudden Broussard I'm sneaky scared of Jared Goff and his league leading 11 touchdowns but hopefully we grab one of those it would be helpful to get a defensive interception a little pick six action Wild, like do you realize that the, the more competent Zappy looks the worse it is for Mac Jones. Or do you just are you just out on no. the guy you called the baby goat? You you actually think there could be a QB controversy in New England? No, I and think that early. it's exactly. further proof that last year was a mirage. If Zappy wow. is good. No, nothing's wow. a mirage. Yeah. We're at the Pro Bowl doing the gritty. That was not okay. at the yeah. Mirage in Vegas, maybe. <laughs> Betting on the Patriots. Hey, speak is up next. Talk to you later. Have a good weekend. <laughs>